Welcome to BBC News as we continue our coverage of this developing story that's coming into us from Russia, where the prison service has announced that the jailed Kremlin critic Alexei Navalny has died. In a statement, it said he felt unwell after a walk and almost immediately lost consciousness. The Interfax news agency says medics spent more than half an hour trying to resuscitate him. In the last few moments, the US Secretary of State Antony Blinken has said that Russia is responsible. The 47-year-old was serving a 19-year jail term for offences widely considered to be politically motivated. In 2020, he was poisoned with the nerve agent Novichok. Well, I'm joined in the studio by Olga Ivshina from the BBC's Russia service. Uh, Olga, for people who are just joining this coverage, just tell us why Mr Navalny was such a thorn in Vladimir Putin's side. I guess uh, Alexei Navalny is the most prominent, the most uh, well-known and the, probably one of the brightest critics of uh, Vladimir Putin and the Kremlin in the past, uh, yeah, at least uh, 15, 20 years. Uh, and we have seen that one by one, those people who dared to openly criticize Kremlin, to challenge Kremlin's narrative, they were disappearing one by one. Uh, some of them were killed, some of them ended up in jail, some of them were poisoned with uh, unknown, unknown substances. Sometimes some of them were poisoned even few times. Actually, Alexei Navalny's um, friend and ally, Vladimir Karamurza, he was poisoned twice. Uh, before uh, he was uh, put in prison, and each time he decided to return. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, and uh, Alexei Navalny was a very bright politician, very uh, intelligent man, but also he, I guess, was very talented in presenting himself. So his YouTube channel was incredibly popular. Um, uh, films, sort of YouTube videos uh, he produced, gathered. Uh, millions and millions, certain videos got 20 million views, 30 million views, so they were reaching audience all over Russia. And uh, he was inspiring people, once again, all over Russia, in, in dozens and dozens of Russian uh, cities, uh, to join protests uh, before the start of the um, large Russia's invasion into Ukraine. So before that, he, he was inspiring protests all over Russia, and of course this was a development which was very um, concerning uh, for the Kremlin. And I think it's also very important to note to know that uh, he was very appealing to the young audience. So um, uh, I, I guess that, uh, that, uh, that might have uh, concerned the Kremlin very much because we know that currently the core of uh, Putin's supporters are sort of people in their uh, 50s, 60s. And uh, on the contrary to that, supporters of Mr. Navalny were uh, 18, 20, sometimes even 16 years old. So he was incredibly popular among youngsters, which of course is, a, is worrying for, for any uh, politician because this is people you want to target because they will, you know, uh, they will stay with you, with you and they are the future of your country. Olga Shina, for the moment, thank you very much and we'll be back with you later. Well, our correspondent Paul Adams now looks back at the life of Alexei Navalny. For years, Alexei Navalny was a thorn in the side of the Kremlin. A lawyer by training, he started out as an anti-corruption blogger. But he shot to prominence in 2011 during protests over parliamentary elections tainted by allegations of fraud. The demonstrations were the largest Russia had seen for years. Navalny was arrested, suddenly emerging as a significant opposition figure. 
His charismatic presence on the streets soon made him a regular target of the authorities. Alexei Navalny was a strong nationalist, but also a fierce critic of Russia's powerful elites. He developed a huge following on social media, publishing regular investigations into high-level corruption. His popular YouTube channel, with its slick videos, was full of allegations against prominent figures. What we are seeing now is that the Internet is the number one concern for the current regime, and its number one enemy too. His revelations led to official harassment. His offices searched, he and his staff detained. In 2017, he was attacked with green dye, causing damage to his right eye. The following year, he was barred from running for president, manhandled and arrested at a demonstration in Moscow. And in 2020, he was poisoned, falling ill on a flight from Siberia. He was evacuated to Germany for treatment. International chemical weapons experts found traces of the nerve agent Novichok. Navalny survived and accused Vladimir Putin of trying to have him killed. Five months later, Navalny returned to Russia, only to be thrown in jail once more. Protests erupted across the country, fueled in part by publication of yet another video, accusing Russia's president of corruption. Despite a hunger strike and international pressure, Navalny remained behind bars, designated a terrorist and sentenced to long years in prison. Alexei Navalny leaves behind a wife, daughter and son, and a country where opposition has been utterly stifled. Paul Adams, looking back at the life of Alexei Navalny, well, a short time ago, the Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov was asked about Mr Navalny's death. He told reporters he had no information, but that prison authorities were in the process of determining the cause of the death. As of now, we know currently, in accordance with all existing rules, everyone is engaged in all checks, clarifications and so on. That is, there is no need for special instructions because there is a certain set of rules that everyone is now following. Well, leaders around the world have been responding to this news. Let's have a listen to the reaction of Jens Stoltenberg, NATO Secretary General, who's attending the Munich Security Conference. I am deeply saddened and uh, concerned about the reports um, coming from Russia that uh, Alexei Navalny is dead. All the facts has to be established and uh, Russia has serious uh, questions uh, to answer. Alexei Navalny has been a strong voice for freedom, for democracy for many years and uh, NATO and NATO allies has, uh, have called for his immediate uh, release uh, for a long time. And, and today my thoughts uh, go to his, um, his family and his uh, loved ones. And uh, uh, we remain uh, committed uh, to support everyone that uh, believes in democracy and uh, freedom, as uh, Alexei Navalny has done for so many years. Uh, sorry, I can't do NATO's Jens Stoltenberg there. Well, I'm joined now by our Russia editor, Steve Rosenberg. Steve, we've been getting a lot of reaction from around the world on this news. What's your take on what's happened? 
Well, I mean, this is uh, huge uh, news, isn't it? I mean, all we have to go on at the moment is this official statement released by the, the Russian prison service, according to which uh, Mr. Navalny fell ill uh, after a walk inside the penal colony uh, this morning, according to this version of events, uh, and then lost consciousness uh, soon after that. Uh, the Russian prison service claims that uh, prison medical teams were called and then an ambulance and that attempts were made to try to revive him, but that those attempts failed. Uh, cause of death unknown. That is the official version of events according to the Russian prison service. Um, we know that um, the Russian president has been informed uh, of this. Uh, we haven't heard any comment from Vladimir Putin yet. Of course, Mr. Navalny was a huge critic uh, of Vladimir Putin, uh, the Kremlin's most vocal critic. And he had it back in 2020 accused the Kremlin of trying to assassinate him with a chemical nerve agent uh, in Siberia. So uh, he'd been in prison um, here in Russia since 2021 on numerous charges which were widely believed to be politically motivated. Uh, in fact, we were in court, um, if you can call it court, we went to his previous penal colony a few months ago where he was uh, being charged again, being prosecuted on extremism charges. We watched on video link uh, as he was convicted there. So um, this is a, a huge story, of course, uh, here in Russia. Steve, I've asked other commentators about this today throughout our coverage, but given that he was such a prominent critic of Vladimir Putin, was his death an inevitability? I don't think you could say inevitability. I mean, um, but of course, uh, he had been concerned, his family, his aides had been concerned, especially after he was transferred to um, one of the strictest uh, penal colonies uh, in the country, past the Arctic Circle, um, well out of view. And so, yes, there had been concern, um, especially considering what happened in 2020 when in Siberia, he was uh, poisoned with uh, a nerve agent, uh, said to be Novichok. So uh, that concern had existed. He had appeared uh, from prison by video link, I think only yesterday, and he looked, well, if you can say healthy, he looked cheerful, he was joking uh, with the people in the court as he appeared by video link. So the news of his death does come as a shock, absolutely.